Hi, you're listening to the Hope Church Sermon Podcast. At Hope, our mission is to help people know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. Now, join us as we listen in on a sermon from last Sunday. It is our hope that you feel God's love stronger today than ever before. few weeks, I've been sitting on the front row listening, and I have been so encouraged by sitting on the front row listening. I, I think everybody needs to listen sometimes and take notes and, and, and be better for listening. So I was, I've been taking notes, and so last week, Pastor David kicked off our series called Good Grace and did an incredible job, and a lot of you guys have been talking about that sermon from last week, and the week before that, Dinah spoke to us and led us and encouraged us in, in a word, and really was powerful message, and a lot of people were taking notes, and I was taking notes, and, and um, I'm just so thankful today that God has allowed me to kind of get some refreshing over the last two weeks, but I am ready to preach it today. I'm really, really excited about God's Word today. Today's Word, come on, a few of us are excited. Anna, thank you. <clears throat> By the way, um, you guys haven't met Anna yet. You'll meet her because she's so friendly. But Anna, we invited Anna, we invited Anna to church. Um, we were celebrating Maggie's birthday. And I'm so thankful for our team. Maggie's gone today. It's like her first Sunday off in a long time. But our team is some of the best dream teamers are running the hallway and making sure all the kids' spaces are doing a great job. And she has like a really, really good team. And, uh, but we were, in, we were celebrating Maggie's birthday, and we met this lady named Anna. And let's be completely honest, it wasn't Anna that we met. It was her son that we, that we met. And the son was very, very fixated on the cake that we had for Maggie. And um, like he, 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 I could tell the moment he saw that cake when he walked into Tijuana Flats, they were behind us, he knew he was leaving with a piece of that cake. It's kind of kid he is. He's like the future Steve Jobs, you know, like this is the kind of guy, he knows what he wants, he's going to chase down. And so this guy, this young man, he wanted a piece of cake. And truth be told, he finally got the piece of cake. He got outside, he dropped the cake, Cindy, and he came back in and we gave him another piece of cake. Because that's the kind of people we are. We're grace givers, you know what I'm saying? So we um, gave him that cake and Anna came and, and she, they came on Easter. They, weren't, they were gone the next week at a wedding and they came back um, the very next week. And, and Anna's getting baptized uh, next week. I'm super excited that she came. And I just want to share this with you. If you invite people, they're going to come. And they're going to give their life to Christ, and they're going to get baptized. They're going to join the dream team. And when we get to heaven, we're going to celebrate all those things. And so when you invite people, incredible things happen. There's another of some of our friends that sit on the second row. Um, they sit in second row in second service. They've been bringing their friends. They brought a friend, and he got saved, and he's getting baptized next week. And they brought another friend, and she's getting baptized next week. And they brought another friend, and we're hoping that they, he gets saved, and then he also gets baptized. And I just want to encourage you, but there's so, I'm excited. I'm excited for the last two weeks. I've been a little bit of a fog, but your pastor is back, baby. I am ready to go. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And the thing that's excited me, I'm going to share with you next week. It's the grace of Jesus. And I'm going to preach a message about what I learned in the last two weeks. I'm going to preach it to you next week, okay? Cliffhanger. Because I believe that God's got a now word for you today. But the word for next week is going to be awesome. I want to preach a message to you today called Only Grace. Only Grace. And Pastor David gave us this definition last week that grace is the unmerited favor of God. You can't, do, you don't, you did nothing to earn it, did nothing to deserve it. It's just the favor of God. It's just, it's just dumped on you. And so he gave us this really, really spiritual illustration of when you get to the front row and you find a front row parking spot at down at Winter Garden Village, front row spot, that's the favor of God. Come on. Yeah, you guys, you guys got that last week. And so I wrote down a couple other things that were favor of God. Also, when you go to the restaurant and you go to pay, and they say, hey, mister, somebody decided to pay for your restaurant, pay for your meal. That's the favor of God. And I want to encourage you today, don't do that to me. 
don't buy my meal because I got six. If I find it you, I'm going to buy yours. And you're going to be, you would much rather buy two than buy for the six. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, can I get dessert? You know what I'm saying? Can I get, can I get, I'll have an espresso. Come on, somebody. Like, but favor of God is when you go to pay and they say, hey, it's taken care of. Or when you, I was at a restaurant recently, they said, sir, our, our credit card machine's not reading. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a big credit guy, but I, for once I was thankful that I had a credit card. Come on, I'm a cash guy, you know, like cash king. So I went, they said, I said, well, do you want to do it the old way? Anybody remember the old way? They used to put the, I'm trying to figure out what kind of crowd I'm with today. The second service, they don't know about this. This is a mature crowd. They used to drop that thing on there. And they, psh, psh, that's the favor of God. Carbon paper. Thank you, Ann. I'm glad you God brought you to this church. That's carbon paper. That's the favor of God. Or here's another favor of God. I, I haven't been shopping in a while. But I, I've been, I'm an online shopper, and so I bought something the other day, and ladies, it was too tight. Come on, I can relate with you. Sometimes you buy things, and like you want to be in slim fit, but you know you need the regular fit. And so I bought this thing, and it was slim fit, but I should have got the regular fit, you know. And so I bought it. I had to take it back to Nike. I had to go in there. I just had to. You can't send, it's just easier to walk in there. When I walked in there, I, I saw a thing that I was going to trade out for it. If you see one thing, because I'm a consumer, <laughs> I am the product, you know what I'm saying? Like, I had to buy a second thing. And a lot of you guys have asked me before, I, I am sponsored by Nike. It's weird, I don't get free clothes, I pay them, but I am sponsored by Nike. It's a weird sponsorship deal, but we're getting it all worked out. But I walked in there and say, they say, Wes, because you're, because you're a Nike reward member and it's Mother's Day, you're getting 20% off. I said, I'm not a mother, but I'm so thankful that I am, I know a mother, you know what I'm saying? Like, and they gave me 20% off because that's the favor of God. Or we go to buy something, you're like, this is going to be expensive. And somehow, like, you're, like, looking for the back. Like, some of y'all, you shop, and you look for a dinged item. You know who you are. You just hope. You hope when you get up there, there's, like, this mark in there, just some, just a, some miraculously marked item. And you're like, hey, it's dirty. Can I get, like, 10 or 90% off? Whatever you want to give me <laughs> somewhere in there. That, that's, the, that's the favor. That's the favor of God. And so we just, it's just unmerited. You didn't, you didn't deserve it. You didn't earn it. We're talking more about that next week, but we've been looking at a, a passage of scripture in Ephesians chapter two, verse eight. The Bible says this, it's for by, it's for by grace. It's, it's by grace that God saved you. God saved you by his grace when you believed. It was just the grace of God. And you can't take credit for this. It's just a gift. Like you did nothing to get, you get nothing to, to get the gift. If you're a mom in here today and the child was a gift, you did a lot to get that gift. Nine months, I saw a guy the other day in the restaurant. He's like, my wife's pregnant. I said, when does she do? He said, August. I said, oh, it's going to be a long summer for you, bro. Like, just buckle up. Your wife is going to be miserable. You could just, his face was just turning red, you know. He's like, oh, it's already been bad, you know. <laughs> no. <clears throat> but that grace of God, it's just, it's just a gift. He, he just gave it to you. It was free for you. It cost him his life, but it was free for you. It was just unmerited favor. And so I want to preach this message today, only grace. It's not works. It's not works that saved you. It's only, it's only grace. It's not good behavior, because let's be honest, we can't keep up good behavior long enough. It's only grace. It's not going to church that's going to get you to heaven. It's only, it's only grace. It's not religion. Religion can't save you. It's only grace. I want to preach a message to you today called Only Grace. I got this message today from the Apostle Paul himself. And the Apostle Paul had a Ph.D. in grace. No one knew more about grace than the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul was educated, if you know the story. He was smart. I mean, he had a lot of things going for him. He was cultured. Like, he could go into any environment. He could, he could explain the gospel. But he didn't start off like that. The Apostle Paul, his, his early days in his group, he was a professional, professional Christian killer. 
And one guy, not, one day God knocked him off his horse by the grace of God, the grace knocked him off, the grace knocked him in the face, and it changed everything for his life. And so he wants to give you a word that they called only, only grace. Listen to his tragic story. This, this isn't even the tragic part. This is just part, this is just more of the tragic part. His life is his tragic story, but all throughout it, the grace of God is just sown all through in it. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1, the Bible says this, This boasting will do no good, but I must go on. I will reluctantly tell you about visions and revelations from God. I mean, this guy, he has seen God. Listen to this time when he saw God. Verse 2 says this, I was caught up to a third heaven 14 years ago, where I was in my, whether, whether I was in my body or out of my body, I'm not exactly sure, but only God knows. Yes, only God knows whether I was in my body or outside my body, but here's what I do know. I was caught up. When you get caught up by grace, you can't explain it, but you know when you're caught up by God's grace. You know when he changes your life, and that's the kind of moment that Paul had. He says, but here, here's what I do know. I was caught up to paradise, and I heard things so astounding that, you, that they cannot even be expressed in words. What I saw was incredible. And we're here today. We have God's word, and he was able to give us some things in Scripture for let us know that heaven's going to be incredible. Paul, he's going around starting churches. This was to a church called Church at Corinth, Corinthians. He chose to these churches, Galatians, Ephesians, and Ephesus. And he goes, guys, I had this moment where I was caught up and God showed me some things. I had this moment your mind you wouldn't, God showed me some things. And I was able your mind you wouldn't explain it. And the only reason I was able to see them and explain them to you today was grace. It was only grace. He goes, I heard things so astounding. Things no human is allowed to tell. I mean, I saw some things that you're not, you're not going to believe. Verse 5 says this, that experience is worth, is worth boasting about, but I'm not going to do it. I will boast only in my weakness. I will boast only in my weakness. Man, the Apostle Paul, this guy is saw. He's like, I'm not going to boast about what I saw. I'm going to boast about my weakness. He's going to tell you why in a moment, why he boasts about his weakness. If I wanted to boast, I would be no fool in doing so because I would be telling the truth, but I won't do it because I don't want anyone to give me credit for anything that they can see in my life or hear my message. He's like, it's only grace. I'm gonna preach here today. The reason why the apostle Paul wasn't preached to us is because of the grace of God. The reason, the only reason why my marriage works is because of the grace of God, him just helping me to do put the work in. The only reason why I'm able to love my kids and to serve my kids, it's the only reason why I'm able to love my kids and to serve my kids. It's only, I don't know if you notice this, the only reason why I'm able to do right, and by the way, I don't know if you notice this, not doing right is hard. That's it. Everything I've life, that's it. Everything I've ever gotten is because of the grace of God in my life. The reason why my dad didn't kill me growing up as a child was the grace, grace, in my life, I remember mom gave me some said, you're going to get a spanking in my life. I remember those days when my mom said, you're going to get a spanking today. But I'm going to give you, like, come on, mama. <laughs> I said, give me what you got. Show me what you're working with. Anything's better than a spanking from dad. If your dad spanked you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. My dad didn't do timeout. He did knockout. <clears throat> he said, I'm not going to brag about this, guys. Verse 7, even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God, so to keep me from being proud, this is the bad news of his story, guys. Here's where, here I can resonate with this, and maybe you can resonate with this as, as well. He goes, so to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh. A messenger from Satan to torment me and to keep me from becoming proud. He goes, I was given this problem, and this problem is bad. We all have a problem, by the way. I think we all struggle with two or th one or two, two or three things. The Bible says there's a pride of life. There's a lust of the flesh. There's a battle. I mean, we're in a battle. The Bible says there's a spiritual warfare going on. 
where Pastor David gave us a good, told us last week, like the reason why things get messed up is because spiritual, is because of spiritual warfare. We all struggle. There's an enemy out there roaring around, seeking whom he can tear apart. Now I saw, I saw a pastor, um, you see the word torment there in your notes in, in the Bible. It says a messenger from Satan to torment me. And I was listening to this message today and the guy said, rotate those syllables in torment. And it's the word mentor. Oh, it was so profound to me. I think sometimes the enemy gives us those things and that God allows us to go through those tough times not to torment us, but to mentor us. I don't know about you, but I wanna be, I wanna be mentored. I have three overseers I was texting this week. They, they're mentors in my life. I have pastors in my life that, that have mentored. But what I wanna let you know today, what is meant to torment you, what the enemy gave to torment you, God is gonna use to mentor you. The things in your life that you think, man, these things are breaking me. I think God's going, hey, I know you thought they're gonna break you, but I wanna let you know I'm gonna use those things to, to build you to build you up. I know, I know some of you are like, man, I just, I have this thing in my life and I think the enemy's trying to use it to take me, to take me out and to tear me down. And God said, hey, I'm just using those things as a, as a setup. I don't know about you today, but I, I love a good comeback story. And the apostle Paul tells us this, that the enemy gave me this thorn in the flesh and I just could not, I couldn't get it out of my side. The last two weeks, it's just bothered me. Or my whole life, it's just been, it's just been bothering me. So with the young, uh, one of our young, young adults this week and she was explaining to me, I, I, I've, I've suffered with addiction most of my life, grew up in a really, really terrible home. And she goes, a few weeks ago, I walked in this church and I walked out and God just yanked it out of my life. It was the grace of God, thank you. If you're thankful for the grace of God today, it just, she said, it just left me. She's like, I, you can't get rid of addiction like that unless the grace of God just snatches it from you. She goes, the grace of God just snatched it from you. Like it was just, it was gone. So powerful. What, what the enemy is using to torment you, God is using to mentor you. Listen to this guys, listen to verse eight. I wish I could tell you it gets better. It kind of does, but it gets worse, for, then it gets better. Three different times the Apostle Paul says, God, could you take away this thorn in my flesh? By the way, when you look at this and theologians don't know exactly what the thorn in the flesh was. Everybody guesses. The Apostle Paul was single, by the way, and he changed the world. So if you're today going, oh man, being single is so hard. The Apostle Paul was single his whole life, he changed the world. Never one time does he get desperate and sell out. He actually says, you actually could do a lot more. You have, you, if you're, if this, Let's take a vote, by the way. People that are married here today, when you were single, wasn't it, couldn't you just do whatever you want whenever you want? Can you just raise your hand say? Okay, now put your hands down. Now, this is, put your hands up one more time. If you're single, just kind of glance around a little bit, just kind of glance around. <laughs> when you get married, you don't go do whatever you want whenever you want. And if you do, your marriage is not working very well. I know. You have to run it by your, your spouse. And then you have to, Right below that, you have to run the chain, what's called the chain of commands. Then I, I have to run it by my, run it by my kids. I'm like, yo, mom said I could, you guys mind? <laughs> Just how it works. Is that gonna, is that gonna mess you up? Selah, Hope, Judah, John, Hope, Judah, Hope, John, Judah, Selah. Is that gonna mess one of y'all up? Mom said we could. <laughs> Three different times the apostle said, can you just, God, this thing is killing me. 
And each time he said, and this is, this is, this is the message today. Verse 9, each time he said this, God said this to him, my grace is all you need. Only grace. I know you want the torment to go away. I know you want me to take that thorn at the flesh. I know you want me to take away your singleness. I know you want me to take away, you know, I want you to fix your financial problems. I know you want me to fix your relational problems. I know you, and I want to do all those things. I want to fix your problems, but I want to, I know, I know you want me to be able to bring, I know you probably wish I could bring somebody back from the dead and I could do that. I know that you want me to, but God says only grace. It's only grace. I know you, I know you want us to leave you, but what I can offer you is the grace of God. Because if you, if I take it from you, Paul, you'll start boasting about it. If I take it from you, Wes, if I take it from you, fill in the blank, you'll start going, man, look what I did. Look how awesome I am. Look at my works that I've been doing. Look how gifted I am. But the apostle Paul says, I'm gonna boast in my weaknesses. So I have, he's like, here's what I struggle with. Here's what I struggle with. I just, I have, I have struggles, I have struggles. So it's a recently, it's a good for your church to know that you have struggles, Wes, because they need, you need to remind them that you're human. Superhuman. <laughs> he says, hey, I just want you to know it's the grace. Verse 10, Paul, verse 10, Paul says this, that's why I take pleasure in my weakness and in the insults and the hardships and the persecutions and the troubles that I suffer for Christ. For his one, because when I'm weak, then he's made strong. It's only when you can get to the point where you realize that you're weak, then God can be strong. He said, it's only grace. It's only the grace of Jesus. This church, you look around, it's grown from just a vision and a seat at my in-law's house to two services, to a local reach in our city. You walk on that campus this week and drop off those gifts every single day. We love Hope Church. Hope Church is incredible. Lady left, we were serving Chick-fil-A today. Chick-fil-A on, on Wednesday or Tuesday, Tuesday morning. A lady ran to her classroom, came back, and she goes, I've been wanting to give this to your church for so long. She gave me this gift. It's for your church. It's only one, so I'm gonna have it, but you get the point. <laughs> it was those Hawaiian, you'll know what they are. It was those Hawaiian nuts, that, like they're made of a necklace. I've never been to Hawaii. I just live vicariously through um, through the aerial and her family going, I just like, oh, it's, it's like I went there. Um, it's those Hawaiian, it's, that's irrelevant. That's none of your business, what she gave me. <laughs> so when we leave today, I'm gonna crush all those things up and give a little piece out to everybody. Diana's going, can I get the necklace? You're not gonna wear it. I'm like, you don't know, it's 2022. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Might wear the necklace. That was too far. He says, I have hardships. I'm preaching two weeks, I'm getting it all in. I have hardships. Anybody in here have hardships? Come on. Anybody ever been, just if you haven't, like just everyone's gonna raise your hand anyways, because if it hasn't been to your face, you have anybody ever been insulted before? <laughs> I, my, my kids insult me every day, you know what I'm saying? So like, <clears throat> persecution, we don't know what that is. Josh gave us a word today at the Hope Culture. We don't even really get, we don't even really get persecution. We can read about it. Persecution, I'm gonna meet uh, on, on Tuesday, uh, Diana's dad just got back from um, got back from Ukraine, Ukraine, and all those areas that are being devastated o over there. And we don't really know what, we don't really know what persecution is. We're not running for our life because we're sharing the gospel. We're not doing that. We're not. We're, none of us has ran today from because of your faith. You've not. You've not. You've not run. Met with the, one of our young leaders this week and young young people this week, and you know 
had this thing happen in my life. My parents said, hey, go ahead and get out of here. Like, we just really don't know what persecution is. We can just kind of rest in that for a moment. Troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, he's made strong. So can I give you three things today? Three things today in 30 seconds. So instead of timer, number one, only grace can change what you see. Only grace can change what you see. That hardship, only thing can change that is the grace of God. Only grace changes what you see. Acts chapter 2, verse 17 says this. I forgot how this verse. Give me a little bit longer than 30 seconds. In the last day, God says, I'll pour out my spirit upon you. In the last days, your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams again. I just wonder sometimes if we're not seeing visions and we're not seeing dreams, it, because we're not, we're, not, we're not focused on the grace anymore. Only grace can change what you see. Here's the second thing. Only grace changes what you hear. Only grace can change only grace can change what you hear. Take, if you're taking pictures there, taking notes, take fast because we're about to keep on going. Only grace can change what you hear. Here's what the Bible says in John chapter 8, verse 47. You need this verse. Someone needs to take a picture of this. Whoever belongs to God, hears what God says. Whoever belongs to God, hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. Maybe you're not hearing from God because you're not a Christian today. Today's your day to give your life to Christ. Here's the third thing. Only grace changes what you feel. Only grace changes what you feel. My buddy texted me to, hey, Pastor Wes, don't get caught up in your feelings. We love getting caught in our feelings. I don't do that a lot. It's happened to me recently, but don't get caught up in your feelings because that will mess you up. Your feelings will mess you up. And by the way, the church is not a feeling. Following Jesus is not a feeling. It's the fact that Jesus came and he died and he rose again for your sins and my sins. That's the grace of Jesus. It's not a feeling. I like the way those songs, I, I see people, oh, I like the way those songs make me feel. No, you need, you, you get excited about what Jesus makes you feel. Only grace can change what you feel. Each time Jesus said, or the Apostle Paul said, each time the Apostle Paul in this past scripture said, my grace, Jesus said to Paul, Paul wrote to us, each time he said this, my grace, only grace. It's only grace. It's only the grace of God. So while your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, I wonder today, if you're in a season of your life where you've never, ever, ever given your life to Jesus. In the last three or four weeks, of our services, someone's given their life to Christ in the last three weeks. Every week, every every week, every Sunday, 9, 8, 10, 30, someone's given life to Christ. And I believe there's someone here today that they've never given their life to Christ, but I believe today's your moment. Today's your moment to give Jesus your life. Well, my friend gave their Christ, my, my, my friend gave their, uh, their life to Christ a few weeks ago. No, now it's your turn. Remember, it's not church, it's not baptism, it's not religion, it's only the grace of Jesus that can save you. And that can change you and that can make you new. It's only the grace of God. It's only the grace of God that can help you not boast. It's only the grace. So today, if you're here today, you don't have the grace of God in your life, this is your moment. The Bible says in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, that we're all sinners. Every single one of us in here today are all sinners. You're in good company today. Everyone's a sinner. The Bible also tells that because we were sinners, that there's a penalty to be paid. Romans chapter 6, verse 23 said there's a penalty for our sins. There's a wage for our sin, but it doesn't end there. Romans chapter 5, verse 8 says that even though you were sinners, Romans chapter 5, verse 8, Christ died for your sins, for my sins. He did that for you. Now it's your part. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse 9, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, then you can be saved by the grace of God. You have to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, and you can be saved by Jesus today. So right where you're at, you say, Pastor Wes, I want that. Right where you're at, just say, dear Jesus. Just say it right to God. Dear Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I've done things I shouldn't have done. I believe today, Jesus, that you are the Savior that I've needed. 
please forgive me of all my sins, past, present, and future. Save me, make me new, change me forever. I am now a child of God. I, Jesus, I will serve you with my life. And then say this to him, say, thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you for Jesus for saving me. All across the way, I'm gonna count to three when I get to three, I'm gonna have you shoot your hand. If you prayed that prayer today for the very first time and you gave your life to Christ, I'm gonna count to three so it builds some urgency in you. It'll build some confidence. I'm counting that confidence will build. Your faith will build. You just shoot your hand at one, get ready, two, three, just shoot your hand. I prayed that prayer today for the first time today, Pastor West. I gave my life. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to know more about Hope Church, please feel free to visit us at hopewintergarden.com or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Hope Winter Garden. We hope you have a blessed day.